What is going on? Matt O'Leary here with another episode of Just Jets, episode 196. I can't believe we've done 196, inching closer to 200. Can you believe that? 200 freaking episodes of this show. I am so blessed that I get to do this every week. It's a venting and therapy session for me uh, and for you as well. Shout out to you guys who called in. Oh my God, I think we're playing 12 voicemails this week's on this week's episode, which is a lot. Uh, but there were like another 15 that didn't make the cut, unfortunately. So if I didn't get to you, I'm sorry. Uh, there, we had a, a ton of call-ins this week. Love to hear from everybody. We try to you know, spread it around uh, as much as we can. Um, so we'll do the voicemails at the end. Jets Bills fallout is where we'll start. We're going to talk about what you could possibly expect from Tim Boyle. But first, a word from our sponsors, Mary Balmus from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? It turns out the perfect gift does exist. And who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaners in below the waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped. Brand new performance Lawmower Package 5.0 Ultra. The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. Oh my God, sign me up for that. Featuring the new Lawmower 5.0. That's what I've been talking about. The new Lawmower 5.0. Watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Hey now. Look nice when you're going naughty. Mm. By going to manscaped.com and use promo code JETS20 for 20% off and free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smooth this season from our friends at Manscaped. Once again, that's promo code JETS20. Be naughty. On the nice list, I guess. Let's do it. Why not? Black Friday's coming up too, so pick yourself up something nice over at Manscaped. All right, let's hop into the episode. I am excited to talk about the New York Jets, even though when they are not good, I am still excited to come on and talk to you guys because once again, like I said, it is therapeutic for me. I appreciate that you guys love to call in. And leave me your voicemails, and we talk about the Jets' problems together and try to work it out ourselves. Unfortunately, the Jets laid an absolute egg up in Buffalo. That's where we start the fallout from Jets' bills because it was an ugly one, man. It was over pretty much right when it started when Xavier Gibson fumbled the opening kickoff, gifting the Bills great field position. And then what does the Jets' defense do? They actually make the Bills lose yardage and attempt a longer field goal. The Bills hit it. Uh, and that was just about it from there. Defense held strong for a while and then fell apart as the final score would be 32-6. to six. I've said on many a show, and I will re- repeat here, it is not worth my time nor your time to be complaining or have any thoughts uh, ne- in a negative light about this New York Jets defense uh, when you have so many other problems. The analogy that I've used before is that you're owning, you have this car, it's a beautiful, it's in your mind, this vehicle, it's beautiful to you. Uh, and your car does not have an engine in this scenario, but you have a little scratch on the fender and you're complaining about the small scratch on the fender when you don't have an engine to go anywhere. That's what it's like when you complain about this Jets defense, when in reality, it's the offense that is holding this team back by a long shot. And they finally pulled the plug on Zach Wilson. He wasn't very good. 17 uh, completions. Tim Boyle replaces him in the third quarter. He had uh, 17, seven completions. Uh, and, and Tim Boyle also had seven completions on 14 attempts. So Zach was 7 of 15. Uh, Boyle was 7 of 14. Uh, Tim Boyle had an interception in 33 yards. Did not look great. But the Jets had to do something because things got off the rails. And 
it was just one of those games where the defense quit, man. Defense had enough. They, it looked obvious they were trying to be aggressive and uh, do too much. The perfect example is the big touchdown play where Sauce Gardner uh, tries to jump a route. It's a, he's in cover three, or the Jets' defense are in cover three, and Sauce Gardner's role really was to play further back. Instead, he, tra- he cheats in, trying to make a play, trying to jump the route. He misses. Jordan Whitehead was late over the top. Not a good tackler anyway. Can't come up with the tackle, and he's off to the races. And then that's how a blown play and blown coverage happens when a defense is pressing and trying to create a turnover. They got aggressive, and it, and it, and it bit them in the butt. It happens. Uh, again, it wasn't a perfect defense day, but I would I feel like, again, I'm wasting breath here talking about that unit. The, the offense is just so bad and so many reasons. The quarterback play, the offensive line, the coordinator, they're all at fault for this one. And after the game, they decide to pull the plug and go to Tim Boyle, which I don't blame them for. I would personally rather go to Trevor Simeon. They're going to Tim Boyle because he knows the offense. That's literally it. That's the only reason why he was here in the first place was to help install the offense. And I was like, all right, for your practice squad, third quarterback, fourth quarterback, sure, a warm body in in the preseason and training camp. All right. And then he ends up being the backup quarterback for the rest of the year, two plays into the season, which is just absolutely nuts. But conversation for another day. Uh, So that's really, you know, where where we're at right now. Going into this game against the Miami Dolphins, the Jets will have a new quarterback. And for the third year in a row, they will have three-plus quarterbacks start. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. The Jets are going to have three different quarterbacks start this year. Uh, you, You can't cannot make it up you just really can't and going back really for forever but specifically if you just want to look during this Jets playoff drought the number of quarterbacks that this team has gone through man is absolutely absurd from Mark Sanchez to Greg McElroy to Geno Smith to Michael Vick to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Geno Smith again and Bryce Petty and uh, you know Christian uh, Christian Hackenberg never played, but he was a second round pick that was a part of it. You know, in this mix, uh, mess uh, in the mix here, uh, we did McCown, we did Petty, uh, Darnold, Luke Falk, Trevor Simeon, <sighs> Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach Wilson. Jermaine Johnson didn't technically start, but he has to come in and play. Tim Boyle, like the list goes on and on. And it's just an absolute joke that this is where the Jets are. And they did this to themselves, which is really the theme that I've been hitting on for most of the week. The Jets did this to themselves because they don't have a better option on the table. They should have a better option than Tim Boyle. That's why myself, again, I'm not not taking credit for this idea because it was not a a unique thought. Many, many people had this thought, but it was talked about here in March uh, in April and throughout the offseason, it was talked about in week one after Aaron Rodgers goes down. It was talked about after week three when Zach Wilson showed, you know, his first signs of really imploding against the New England Patriots. It was talked about at the trade deadline and they never brought in anybody else. So this is where the Jets have to go. And it's not a pretty option. 
It's not. And Trevor Simeon probably isn't much better of an option, but I do think it is a better option. The thing that I really don't want to see this week, and I could already see it, right? Like if Tim Boyle comes in and stinks up the joint, which is entirely possible, by the way, it is entirely possible just because for weeks I was talking about the idea of benching Zach Wilson. It was like, they, they don't have anybody else. So I'm like, I, I, I understand their other options aren't good, but you also have to try something. And that's also part of the reason why we were banging the table for months. But nobody who was, you have to try something different, was then Team Tim Boyle. It's not like, oh my God, yes, Tim Boyle is going to come in and be the savior. That's not what anybody has said. For going back to the offseason, it was you have to have someone else because of the fear of a Zach implosion, which is what happened. You got a Zach implosion in Buffalo. It was bad. It was really bad. And now they have to go to Tim Boyle. And I don't love the idea of having to go to Tim Boyle. I don't, but you had to do something. And here's his numbers, which are absolutely gross and disgusting. And we're going to talk about what I guess you could expect from him. Tim Boyle's college stats are something that truly could be its own study. Like there should be a, I don't know if ESPN still does 30 for 30s. I don't watch ESPN anymore because it's not, 2007 but ESPN for a long time did these great documentaries these 30 for 30s and there should be one on how Tim Boyle became an NFL quarterback because his numbers at Connecticut uh, were not good from 2013 to 2015 he started or played in 19 games for the Connecticut Huskies over that time he had a career 48.8 completion percentage. One passing touchdown. One. That is not a typo. That is not me misspeaking. He had one touchdown, 13 picks, and a 77.9 rating. Tim Boyle was not a good college football player. Just flat out. He, He wasn't. And in the NFL, he hasn't been great either. I don't think he is an NFL quarterback, which is what I said when they brought him in. It was pretty much this is a practice squad, maybe, maybe at best a practice squad caliber quarterback. In the NFL, three passing touchdowns to nine interceptions, a 50.9 rating against Buffalo, 7 of 14, 33 yards, one touchdown. Uh, excuse me, one interception versus the Buffalo Bills, no touchdowns. I, it does not look good. Granted, in the preseason, he probably looked better than Zach Wilson, slightly. They both went against, you know, teams opposing uh, defenses that weren't, you know, their, their starters. But in the preseason, he, Tim Boyle, this is, had four passing touchdowns, two picks, 66.1 completion percentage, 258 yards on 56 attempts. So from what we've at least seen, from the two guys. Tim Boyle is not nearly as mobile as Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson, uh, excuse me, Tim Boyle seems to get the ball out quicker than what Zach Wilson does, which should help behind an offensive line that is in real trouble. That could be without Mekhi Becton this week. He's going to try to play for, on this game on Friday. Quick turnaround. I don't know how he's going to make that one work, but he's going to try it. Uh, I don't think this is going to end well I do think eventually they're going to go to Trevor Simeon who's the second string quarterback at some point Uh, again then that ends up meaning four start different starting quarterbacks his best game in the NFL 
was back in 2021 with the Lions. He went 24-34, 70.6 completion percentage, 187 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 81.4 rating. He kind of gives me like super poor man's version of Mike White who would come in and throw interceptions. That was one of my biggest criticisms with Mike White is uh, the amount that he would turn the ball over. It was, you know, not not good. And he also couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. But uh, that you could live with 180 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and a rating around 80. Uh, it would just give you a different look. And I don't think that's where it's going to end up against this Miami team. They are going to have to throw a lot because I think they're going to be down in this game. But maybe like, I don't know, 20 or 35, which is a 57 completion percentage and 215 yards. I think they get in the end zone a little bit more this week. Uh, they've been scoring one or zero touchdowns for each of their last four games and pretty much the entirety of this season. Nine touchdowns in 10 games is crazy. I think the Jets probably score 16 points in this game which is still really low and not good at all. But it's better than where they were, where they were scoring over their last four games. You look at it, they put up 13, 6, 12, and 6 points in their last four. That's so bad. That is just so bad. It's an embarrassing level of of incompetence and you know, I, I don't know if Tim Boyle is this savior, but I do think it got to a point where they have to do something different. They, you know, they put uh, Nathaniel Hackett up in the booth and Hackett was ne- is never going to get replaced right now because of Aaron Rodgers and his, you know, he, him coming back. It's Rodgers going to be running that offense when he eventually returns. Uh, and I don't think Sala or Douglas are going anywhere. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I would be surprised if they moved on from either of those two guys. Even though, you know, I don't have a ton of sympathy for either of those two right now. But the only plug they could have pulled was the quarterback. And that's not saying the entire blame is on Zach Wilson because it's not. The offensive line is bad. The weapons have been bad. The play calling's been bad. The drops and the penalties have been bad. But when you look at the overall Zach Wilson story, he hasn't been good enough from day one. There are some moments where you're holding out hope, but over you know a big sample size now of over three years, he can't get it done. There's no one who's attempted 900 or more passes with a, with a lower touchdown percentage in the history of the NFL and Zach Wilson. He's a bust. And maybe he's a backup in this league somewhere, you know, but I don't think it's going to be here. I don't think he's on the roster next year. I don't think it's good to have him on the roster next year. It's, it's over. It is beyond over here. Just move. Both parties need to move on. And next year, don't make the same mistake. Bring in a veteran quarterback to back up, a legit vet to back up, and maybe you take a dart throw uh, in the mid-rounds in the draft if you want someone to sit behind Rodgers. I'm not, and we'll get more into this in the offseason, I'm sure. I'm not team draft a quarterback in the first round because I think you do need to go for it when Aaron Rodgers is here. I think you should add a weapon that is 
helping him, whether that is that weapon is a wide receiver or an offensive lineman, my preference offensive lineman, something on the offense that could help him now in 2024. Let's get into your voicemails. As I mentioned, there are a ton of voicemails this week. I appreciate each and every one of you guys uh, for calling in here and being a part of our lovely show. We're going to start this thing off. Uh, we got to go all the way back down. Sorry, I should have did this beforehand. Uh, we're going to go to Don calling in from Florida. Let's get us started. Yo, yo, Matt. Don from Florida. I'm calling after the game. I'm literally like finishing clocking out and said I'm at work. I was watching that game while working and that was the most disappointing shit ever because I'm going out of my way like I got cameras where I work at so I can't even be watching the game yeah god forbid you get in trouble getting in trouble just to watch this bullshit ass performance (laughs) and he got into the end zone yay good wow awesome fucking impressed I'm sorry for cursing but you're good oh my god bro like Bro, that that right side of the line. Who the who was the right guard today? Who? And then why why not throw another tight end on that side to help support the right side or go come out in two tight end sets so they don't know which side we're running to? Give them some support on the line. Like that was disgusting. They kept fucking. No, I'm sorry for cursing again, but they kept going uh, five line. Uh, on five line, like you knew that somebody was 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 going to be one on one, and they just kept taking advantage of the right side, and we did nothing to help. Dalvin Cook is missing blocks. That was I don't bad. Know why he's signed on the team? Like that was the biggest waste of money. It, just, I'm sorry, I'm on a rant right now. No, it's you're just, fine. It's frustrating, bro. It, it, it's frustrating. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't like calling and being a, a, a negative person given that you get enough of those but it's just like come on you know get up man yeah dude thank you for calling in dude uh i appreciate it (sighs) totally fair i don't there's no reason for you to risk getting in trouble for watching this team at work i feel for you uh i i I really do uh it's it's frustrating. There is no other word other than frustrating for watching this team. I think that's the most appropriate way to say it. They just were so bad. And it felt like they didn't get off the bus and it felt like they quit. Actually, didn't get off the bus isn't fair because the defense, I thought, did its job early in that game. They quit. And that's why they made a quarterback change. Because the last time they did this, last year up in New England... It was a similar thing. It looked like that team was quitting, and it looked like that team was falling apart. Dante in South Carolina is up next. He says it's done. Hey, Matt. Dante from South Carolina. What's up, dude? Uh, calling pretty much immediately after the game is over. I'm not going to lie. I uh, I turned it off. I, um, so I can't speak or anything about uh, Tim Boyle, and you know I usually support Zach, but I'm done. I, I mean, I... Everybody should be done. We should be calling for Zach's head, Hackett's head, maybe Salah's head. I don't know, man. It's it's a mess. It's I don't think it's ever been this bad. I kind of miss Adam Gase if we're thinking about it. But um, no, I have a legitimate question though. Um, I know we can't fire Hackett because it's going to upset Rodgers. But 
do you think at this point with how bad it is, we just risk, we just tell Aaron, like, hey, you either deal with it or you retire or, or what? Because, I mean, it, it's it's awful. Like, the product that's on the field, um, not even quarterback play, just, just all around. I mean, I have, I have no words. Um, also, I mean, who knows? Is, is Hackett even going to be a factor when Rodgers is back? Is Rodgers just going to call the plays? And Pretty much. Hackett's kind of just like the right-hand man. Like, who knows, like, what's in store? But I think something's got to change. I would be surprised if there's not a firing before Black Friday. Um, but it's um, – I got better things to do with my Sunday, man. I'm married. I'm young. I gotta go enjoy my weekends. I can't sit down and watch a JV team play football anymore. It, it's so upsetting. But um, go Jets. Hope you have a good uh, holiday. Have Thank good you, man. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving and you know holiday seasons, everybody who supports, uh, watches, or listens. It really means a lot. I know I say it every week, and you might be like, "All right, man, enough," but. Truly, I, I love and I'm thankful. There we go. That's appropriate. I'm thankful that I get to do this every day. I, I don't blame you for wanting to do something different with your Sundays. I really don't. This team doesn't deserve it. And the sad thing is first payment for season ticket holders were due this week. And that first payment, everyone was got on me because uh, I said they were doing full. I was wrong and a few weeks ago or a month ago or whatever when – the email went around and there's like, there's a payment plan, even though they're still accepting their, the first payment is due months, months, months earlier than it normally is, which is a joke. But for anyone to fork over money to this organization after they basically spit in your face after week one, where they said, yeah, you know, we we had so much excitement before this year. We brought in Aaron Rodgers. That was the plan for this season. We're not going to try to bring in another quarterback. It's just going to be whatever. Like we get, it, it's this team, and we're going to run it back like it's twenty twenty two. And then this literally the same thing happened. The same exact thing happened. And it's like, well, what can you do? Or even like the leaks before the game. Of like, oh, Rogers is trying to come back December second, and uh, oh, they're going to be interested in Devonte Adams again. Oh, yeah, let's get us excited for you know twenty twenty four. You know, screw the at that point ten games that were left to play. It's ridiculous. It, it, it truly, truly is ridiculous. Or eight, whatever the hell it was. You know what I mean? Uh, let's do James up next. He has some Joe Douglas takes. All right, let's do it. Uh, hey Matt, um, name's James. Um, you know, I'm calling after a shocking performance today uh, against the Bills. Um, and I really do think that Joe Douglas has to go for this. Because this roster is so poorly constructed. This roster, I mean, we have a couple good players, right? But yeah, he's, he's done great things, some great things with his roster. You know, he drafted Sauce Garner, drafted Brees Hall, drafted Garrett Wilson, drafted Jermaine Johnson, which is looking like a hit. The defense is very good, right? But how, who, like, who was in charge of starting offense? It was Joe Douglas, somebody else. Was, they did an awful job. Alan Lazard is one of the worst series I ever watched in my life. Uh, absolute stones for hands. Um, 
And you know, he's our wide receiver too going into the season. And, you know, instead of instead of picking a receiver, you know, you pick Will McDonald who doesn't play. It was, defensive end was a one position we didn't need going into the draft. And of course we draft a defensive end. Because that is all the Jets do. They they draft a million defensive linemen and all of them suck. <laughs> that that that's a little harsh, but and I fear that like, I get you. Like you you got the quarterback, right? You got Aaron Rodgers. Which first of all, I mean, how do you not prepare for him getting hurt? I mean, he's a four year old quarterback. Fragile old man, especially after you put him behind this putrid offensive line. A, a joking offensive line, really. I don't know how you know you went into the season with Dwayne Brown as your starting left tackle. And we're like, Yeah, that's good. Good enough. Good enough to win a Super Bowl, like, you know, how people were saying we would. Um You you rely on Makai Beckton playing 17 games, which, I mean, he got hurt today. Um, but, you know, he's played every game. Yeah, I mean, you, you really couldn't draft a tackle. You really couldn't sign somebody. You know, you, you just trade for a quarterback and call it a day. I mean, this roster, and we really bent over backwards for this guy. And now we got Nathaniel Hackett calling plays for us, who, who might be the worst offensive play caller I've ever seen in my life. Watching Nathaniel Hackett call plays on offense makes me miss Adam Gase and Michael Floor. <laughs> and th- I thought those guys were pretty bad. That's the perfect. That's it. That's the perfect play. That's the perfect place to to leave it. You miss those two. They are worse on offense than what they were with Adam Gase. Think about that. In 2020, I thought a fool. I thought while the Jets didn't have a win at this point in the season in 2020. I thought this is the worst that it's going to get. There's no way that an NFL offense can be this bad with Sam Darnold and Frank Gore running up the middle every every play and all that. Rookie Denzel Mims, ooh, he had a couple good games. It did. It did. Just just 3 years later, it, it got it got worse. With Nathaniel Hackett, a number 2 overall pick and Zach Wilson Better weapons, better offensive line, uh, a better running back, rather. Offensive line wasn't good in 2020 either, but it's just an absolute disgrace is what it is. The fact that you could say with a straight face that the Jets' offense was better with Adam Gase and Mike LaFleur is insane. Insane. Let's go Dom from Long Island up next. He wants to know now what? All right, what do we do? Hi, this is uh, Dom from Long Island. What's up, man? Um... I don't know what to do at this point. Like, what do we do now? Um, because it's kind of just sucks. Um, I wanted this, um, I wish this team kind of, you know, all I wanted in the beginning was playoffs. Like, I wouldn't have minded, um, <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't have minded if playoff, you know, if we got the playoffs and then it was a blowout. Like, just want the playoffs, break the streak stop embarrassing ourselves you know um it kind of just sucks i'm also kind of happy and this is just a kind of a different thing um that people are starting to complain about joe douglas i heard something you know, last week on the sh- um on the video and now all over um social media like twitter and all that like, tw- twitter's toxic um but um <laughs> and, you know I- i'm just kind of noticing now people are starting to realize that you know we kind of didn't do anything and we, we you know he got Aaron Rodgers and then kind of sat still and didn't do anything, thought that was good enough. And 
that sucks. I wish this team wanted to win. And I think that goes from uh, ownership all the way to the bottom, not just Joe Douglas and all that. Um, yeah, so I don't know what to do now. No. Um, do, do we root? You know, I want to root for wins, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's over. And I, I hate that, you know. I want to, I want to, I want them to feel good about this season and, and hope for the best. But I think that's a little late. Um, you're awesome. Uh, show's awesome. Uh, keep up the awesome content. Thanks. Thank you for everything. Dom, I appreciate you. You know that. Um, it's I sigh because I like I don't know what to tell you. Unfortunately, I think you can make a case for both sides on whether it's better for the Jets to win or lose. I'm I'm going to make the case for it's better for them to win because I don't believe that Nathaniel Hackett, Joe Douglas, or Robert Sala are going anywhere. I'm not necessarily sitting here and preaching like that's the right thing. It's the right thing to bring all three of those guys back. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they don't deserve to come back or whatever. I'm just saying I, I think in general it's assumed that those three are going to be back. Most of this team is going to be back. Continuing to lose and go off the rails because they went off the rails last year. They lost six straight games. If they could kind of just a little bit get back and not go 4-13 and 13 or 6-whatever, and whatever. But if they find their way and they win, how many games are left now? They played, excuse me, 10. So they have seven more games to go. If they go four and three in their next, in the next seven and finish at eight and nine, yeah, they're out of the playoffs, but they finished their season strong. And like, I don't know, you showed a little bit of heart for a unit that's coming back. Like, again, I don't know. I don't think tanking does anything for this group. I really don't. Um, you know, that's, that's a different story in 2020 or even 2021 when you were very much so in the building phase, but you know, it, it's obvious that this team, this team was going for it this year and it went off the rails four plays into their season and they never did anything to get it back on track. But I don't know, just give me a little bit of heart. I don't think it does any like, great. You lose out and, uh, you know, sauce Gardner requests a trade. Or something like uh, there's no there's no good in that. Show some pride. That's that's where I'm at. Show some pride. Let's do John in Tennessee next. Hey Matt, uh, thanks for the content as always. Thank you, dude. Tennessee. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't know what I'm calling to say. I I feel like this team is just so much worse than we were last year, and I can't even explain why. Uh, I just don't see this offense being able to overcome any kind of deficit at any point right now. Like, it looks so much like, hey, we can do that against the Chiefs. And ever since then, it's just been a three-point deficit feels like a 20-point deficit at times. I just don't know what this team could possibly do to make me think that Aaron Rodgers could fix this. Like, don't get me wrong, Zach's been awful, but Zach is actually, I think, been better than he was last year overall. Today he wasn't, but overall he's making less mistakes. He's just, the offense is stagnant. There's absolutely no explosive ability that the other teams have to watch out for. Brees can every once in a while break one. Garrett can get open usually, but outside um, the offensive line can't block anybody. None of the other wide receivers are trustable to do anything, including just catch the damn ball. Uh, I've never 
seen this offense look this bad in all my time watching the Jets with a quarterback that wasn't a fourth stringer. Like, and I'm Zach probably is a fourth stringer, but that's not what he is on our team. So I just don't know what to look forward to with this team. Uh, I honestly had to stop watching that game. I don't blame you, dude. Because I really I don't couldn't see any hope for that offense once we got down like we did by halftime. I, I stuck it through to the next touchdown after the Bills, but at that point it was just too much. So uh, I don't know what to honestly hope for going forward. I I like Joe Douglas. I like Robert Sala, but this just can't be the status quo. We, we can't just allow this to continue either. So curious what you think the Jets need to do moving forward and uh, hope we can look forward to something. All right. As always, go Jets. Yeah, man. Thank you for checking in with us. It's it's tough to hear everyone so down, and I don't know if there's a perfect solution. I, I really don't. I said it. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned in, in passing there the Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. I do think that they bring them back. Um, I feel like a broken record. I've said it before. I don't have any sympathy for them. If, they, if either of them lose their job, you can point to things that they did wrong and be like, well, someone's going to be a fall guy for this. If they all come back, you're all right. You have a playoff mandate with Aaron Rodgers. And maybe it's not just make the playoffs. It might be make the playoffs and go to AFC Championship game at the absolute minimum. We'll see when we get when we get there, when we cross that bridge. But luckily, Derek from Montana has a solution. So uh, uh, hopefully, John, this helps. Yeah, this is Derek from Montana. I can solve the Jets' problems right now. Just let the defense play offense. Make them play both ways. I guarantee we'll win some games. And go Jets! Woo! Derek, I needed that. We needed that as a fan base. Thank you for the comedic relief, Derek. That is, that's... <laughs> uh, great stuff. Liam from Staten Island, what do you got? Hey, Matt. Liam from Staten Island. What a frustrating loss. This team is just... It's broken. It's not just... I want to say just the offense is broken. I think the defense is pretty solid. Special teams has not been great. But the the offense, the defense is good. The offense is broken. Coaching, most importantly, is broken. This was by far the worst coached game I have watched all year. When Sala loses control of his team, where fights are breaking out, you're taking stupid penalties week after week after week, that is on your head coach. Then you got the issue of uh, the offensive coaching, and these play calls are awful. They're just absolutely terrible. I don't want to blame the quarterback as bad as Zach and even Tim Boyle were. I don't want to blame the offensive line. They're bad. We know they're bad. But improvise, adapt, overcome. We don't do any of those things. We just keep trying to do the same thing over and over and over again. And it seems like Hackett still hasn't realized that Aaron Rodgers is not his quarterback. He hasn't made any changes, no adaptations, nothing. Nope. The fact that he has Brees Hall is the only reason why we have won at all this year. The only reason the offense has done pretty much anything. Garrett Wilson, as great as he is, he doesn't have the ball in his hands practically ever because no one can get it to him. Thank God Zach knows how to at least hand the ball off. But just an awful game on offense. I'm, I agree with you. I don't care if Hackett or Sala get canned even before the end of the year. 
something needs to change. Something's got to be different. I know this wasn't the expectation for the season. You're expecting to have Aaron in. Yep. But he's not here. He won't be here for this year. There's no way he's coming back if you lose one or two more games. No shot he comes back. So unless miracles happen, you got to just figure out what to do with Zach and change the game plan, work with who you got. But they haven't done it through, what, 10 weeks or so. They're not changing, and they're going to get fired for it. So I'd like to know what you think should be done differently going forward. You know, you've got Zach, you've got this line, you you, you got Strebler, or not Strebler, uh, Simeon, you know. What would you do differently? What would you change? What would you fix so that maybe this game against Miami isn't a 50-point blowout like that game in Denver? Thanks, Matt. And as always, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh, so some things that we, we know they end up going to Tim Boyle, but here's what I would do because I know that they're not going to change the play caller. I would start Trevor Simeon. I would run more pon- of the pony package. If you don't know what the pony package is, it's when they have the two running backs on the field. Uh, and I would use Izzy Abanacanda as the second back. Uh, because at least he's explosive and Dalvin Cook, while he ran better against the Raiders, uh, just what a waste of a signing. Uh, sorry, just is. I would use two tight end sets with Rucker and Conklin. I would use more Brownlee over Alan Lazard until he proves, uh, you know, he's a capable receiver again. And I don't think. Lazard is as bad as what he's playing, but he is just so busted right now. You can't possibly continue to uh, go to him. And that's it. Like, see if it works. A lot of quick passes. I liked that they used Brees Hall more in the screen game and getting him going as a pass catcher. There's no reason he can't catch five passes a game. That was smart. So I'll give him credit there. And another thing that you mentioned that I wanted to hit on uh, because it was just it was something that I thought was weird. But anyway, you mentioned fights breaking out. So I'm sure most of you saw the clip. Michael Clemens tries to uh, fight with Deion Dawkins uh, of the Bills going back into the tunnel. And that really frustrated me because this feels like a team that is going completely off the rails. And to me, it's embarrassing when you get your doors blown off on the field and then you try to, you know, after the game, you're going to be the tough guy on the way to the locker room after you already lost. I don't know what that solves. Uh, I was apparently, some people really agreed with me. I feel like it was split. A lot of people did agree with me, but then a lot of people had a lot of nasty things to say uh, about me, about that take, by the way, which is just so bizarre. I don't understand why being critical and being like, this is like, one, this guy hasn't been good. He's The fan base overrated him from day one but specifically this year he's been he's been a frustrating player and then pulls in my opinion an embarrassing stunt like I don't know I, I'm I'm with you Liam on that one I, I think it was a bad look for the team after they lost by what 26 points you then you then you then you're you're gonna show some fight and show some life what does that sell like oh what is he supposed to just do is take it I don't know, not, not get your doors blown off on the field. Let's let's start there. Next up, we are going to go to Chris calling in uh, from Sayville. Let's do it. 
What's up, Matt O'Leary? This is Chris from Sable. I'm not going to really talk about the game. There's really not much to talk about. But what I am going to talk about is the fan base. It doesn't matter if it's Zach's fault, the OC, the coach, whoever you want to blame. This team is terrible. This team is a joke. And it's really just an embarrassment. I can care less who plays quarterback. I just want to win. It's just, I don't know what's wrong with this team. Personally, I feel like I, I wish we could just fall for the rest, rest of the season and just say, fuck it. See you next year. It's just so frustrating being a Jets fan. And personally, I don't think anything is going to get any better for the rest of the season. So, that is all. Yeah, I don't, I mean, spot on, dude, but... See ya, right? See you next year. That's the feel. That's the feel. That's the vibe. After this team, you know, quit and it's like, hey, Rogers is trying to come back December second, start practicing, and it's like, hey, let's give our worst performance of the season in that spot. All right, <laughs> okay, if that's really what you want to do, uh, let's do Jay from Jersey up next. Or Jake from Jersey. Hey, what's up, Matt? Uh, Jake from Jersey. I actually called in earlier today. It's Monday still. Um, I was just thinking, uh, I saw Tim Boyle start on Friday. Uh, Here's what it is. I'm just curious. Um, I saw that Hackett, like, I saw something saying Hackett, like, loves Boyle. Like, I think he offered him a scholarship out of high school wherever uh, Hackett was a coach in college um, or part of the staff in college. Um, Regardless, I'm just curious, man. Maybe I'm looking up the wrong stats. But I'm just curious how Tim Boyle in the NFL. I mean, if, if I'm looking at the right stats from, I think it was Ducky. Uh, or, uh, no, I just saw it before. Hold on. Um, it was, I think he had one touchdown pass in three years. If he yep. made it to the NFL, that's like insane. I mean, yeah, Tim Boyle, Eastern Kentucky. Let's see. I can't. I can't pull it up right now. You you don't you don't have to play as much. Sure, if you don't want. I'm just saying, it's it's mind boggling. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But like, that's insane. How did he get in the NFL with those stats? I mean, it's just that's insane. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he can put it together in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that is what it is. I, I wish uh, Simeon was starting. Yep. If uh, anybody, but what are you going to do? But, all right, man. Uh, let me know if you know if that's correct or not. Uh, and uh, go Jets. It is 1,000% the truth. It was at Connecticut, by the way, UConn. One touchdown, 13 picks, 48.8 completion percentage over three seasons. How he's got into the NFL and how he's been in the league for five years, I don't know the answer to. I wish I, I wish I had a better response for you, dude. I really do, but there is no legitimate answer. I don't know. It would be absolutely hilarious though if he could come in and like semi-function in this offense. But then again, like that's why at the top of the program, I was like, this is not like if he comes in and plays bad, I don't want to see the Zach Wilson stance come out of the woodwork and be like, see, this is what I told you. No one could survive behind this line or within this situation. It's like, well, no, we also weren't asking for this. Like uh, both things are true. Like Tim, likely Tim Boyle and also Zach Wilson stink. Like both of those things could probably be true here. It, it doesn't have to be a one or the other situation. Jake from New Jersey wants to talk about, uh, 
stubborn or, or NYC, excuse me. Jake from NYC wants to talk about uh, stubbornness. Hey, Matt, it's Jake from NYC. Um, I just wanted to call in this week about something that just literally makes no sense about the whole, you know, Zach Wilson, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala narrative. Um, you know, I guess everyone's always saying that, like, J.D. is the one that was stubborn. And, you know, he bears the blame for what happened this year at quarterback. But what really doesn't make sense to me is, like, last year they benched Zach, right? Um, they benched him for Mike White. They benched him again for a CFL quarterback. And then in the last week of the season, they didn't let him play. They didn't let him dress. And they put a 57-year-old Joe Flacco out there, right? And then they moved, you know, they moved two second-round picks this year and $100 million in cap space to get Zach's 39-year-old replacement. And, you know, I get it. Like, people are right. Joe Douglas probably was to blame and probably is the stubborn one, uh, you know, forcing Salah to stick by Zach. But, like, why now? Why is it all of a sudden we need to take this stand that Zach – you know, he's got to be QB2, and he's got to be, you know, the the guy the rest of the season. When we already did all that stuff last year, and we've been through this. I, I know I'm probably preaching the choir, but I just wanted to get your thoughts, because that's the part of the whole Zach narrative and the whole Joe Douglas situation that really makes no sense to me. Like, we, we did this already. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, and uh, go Jets. This is exactly why I say I have no sympathy. Because exactly this. You, it, it happened last year. You did this. We saw he, he got benched for... Imagine within a calendar year, you play poorly enough on two separate two separate years, two separate teams, mind you. Badly enough to get benched for Chris Strebler and Tim Boyle less than a year apart. And then they went back to the guy. And then they went back to him. This is This is on them. It is. I'm sorry. It's no longer on Zach Wilson, which is what I was saying earlier in this year. It's on the Jets for putting him in this opportunity at this point. We know he couldn't play. Travis from Ohio, I need you. Travis, what do you got? Hey, Matt. What's up? Travis from Ohio. What's up, dude? Hey, brother. You know I love you. And um, I was watching the NFL Network and Coach Steve Mariucci Mooch said a profound statement. He said, hope dictates effort. And we finally saw when Zach Wilson didn't give this team any hope and our defense, our valid top five defense, finally didn't give an effort because they had no hope. Because our shitty offense led by Zach Wilson only put up six points. So yep. we finally saw it happen. And I don't want to see a replay of the Chicago Bears a couple years ago when they had a really good defense and they gave up on their offense who couldn't score. And I saw Buffalo's podcast where he said he was getting threat, death threats to himself and people exposing his family's personal life online, like those pussy willows are the reasons mass shootings happen. Misplaced anger. We are all angry at this just defense that they haven't successfully developed since Joe Willie Namath, that I said last week, you heard me. Yep. And I also said, 
how this is the most talented roster I've ever seen at the beginning of the season. That was with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Zach is super talented, but you got to have it between the ears, too. And I did not evaluate the between the ears because nobody knows what's in somebody's human mind like somebody threatening a fellow fan who's arguing the same thing like you guys. That And, and you don't see them calling out NFL players from Fox or CBS or ESPN. No, they're calling out you guys. They're trying to cyber bully you guys, and I'm pissed. I'm super pissed. It pisses me off worse than Zach Wilson's shitty play. Yeah, he should be benched. They would lose their jobs too if they performed like him. We all would. So let's all, kumbaya, get together. I got cut off there. I liked it. The coming together is something that I would like to see. I don't know if we will ever see it. Uh, unfortunately, I saw the I saw Buffalo Jets tweets as well. Uh, you would be really, really surprised what people will say anonymously, right behind a fake profile, behind you know a picture of whatever and a username with seventy five million. Uh, ones on the end of it and numbers on the end. The absolutely horrific things that people will say to someone online is insane. And, you know, things that I, I've gotten threats like that or things have been said. I, I don't necessarily want to say on, on the air because YouTube scans through and looks for, for words uh, that, you know, could that aren't great. And I don't want to get demonetized for saying that I got you know what threats um, over like jet takes or the best one was the worst reaction that I've ever gotten online and things that have said been said to me ever online was because something as simple as me saying that I think it's weird sometimes when fans say we when talking about the team uh, like they're on the team that was that was literally the extent of the tweet. Now you could disagree with them and be like, ah, well, you know, you pay, fans pay all this money or whatever. It's, they could say, well, you know, whatever they want. And I'd say, I hear you, but I don't know. I think it's strange. No, 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 no. That, I, the horrible things that would come back. It, it's just, and look, that's part of it. Unfortunately, I say it every week. I say it almost every day. I am thankful that I have this opportunity where for my job, for my living, I do this. I talk on the internet about sports and my favorite teams, but man, it is, it's rough out there sometimes. And it's not right. It, it, it absolutely isn't right. I don't like when people do it to players either. There's one thing, it's different from, you know, criticizing a player or, you know, just talking about their performance, but the absolute just, it, it's, it's disgusting. It is. It would be a lot better place without those people on this planet uh let's go to pg to close out thank you travis by the way for your support as always means a lot let's go to pg to close out he wants to talk sal and douglas hello matt it's pg from long island what's up man only monday night after that debacle um a couple things one obviously this whole season was about 
Aaron Rodgers. That was the plan that went down in the first offensive possession. Um, but I want to talk about Salah and Douglas. So Salah, uh, listen, you had, besides Aaron going down, you had the offensive line just decimated with injuries. But a lot of people blaming Hackett, which is legit. But he's the head coach. He's the guy who's got to go in there and say, hey, play some more play action. Do some more pre-snap movement. Do something. He's got to work with the offense. He's got to put them on. He's got to say bench bench Ozama and play Ruckett a lot sooner. Uh, a lot of that falls on him. Yep. And then Joe Douglas. Now, if you remember in the summer, we I called and I was a defender of Douglas, so you were not as much as you, as I thought you should have been. But and he's done a great job in some things. But you know, neither one of these guys getting fired this year. That's just the way it is uh, because of the Aaron Rodgers influence, and maybe they shouldn't uh, with. You know, the plan going awry and the injuries and all that. My question is this. Um, you saw that Wilson has been playing and Salah saying he plead, he's pleading the fifth uh, on the radio show. Do you think that, that Douglas is really just, you know, was so reluctant to, to admit that his second round, his second overall pick, I'm sorry, his second overall pick was a bust, and he wanted to just let it ride and just prove himself right and prove himself right, because uh, it certainly seems that way, and that's a big, um, that's a problem, and uh, so it seems there could be a, you know, little, I don't know, disagreement between Salah and Douglas, which is now, of course, done because Wilson's been benched. Uh, but my question is, how much do you think uh, that has been Douglas that has been driving that um, Wilson train, you know, straight into the uh, other uncommon train? Any case, um, want to get your thoughts on that? Again, I don't think they're going to get fired. But no, this has been a horrible year, um, and it hasn't been made any better by the moves Joe Douglas made um, or the coaching that Robert Sala has done. Anyway, get your thoughts on that, and even today, go Jets. So all he needs to do is win six out of seven. <laughs> if, if Wilson can say, ah, 24 seconds, no problem, then I'll say. <laughs> oh, he got cut at the end, but you know where he was going with that one. That's awesome, man. Um, you are so right that Robert, both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are at fault for this. They are. It's... You know, it's completely fair to criticize both those guys. And I know most Jet fans, not all, but most Jet fans have a really hard time criticizing Joe Douglas because of the 2022 class. It was a great class, one of the best draft classes ever. But at the same time, this he got here in 2019. First draft class was in 2020. So even if you want to just say from 2020, 2020, 21, 22, 23, four years, and the offense is worse than when he first got here. And I know there are injuries, and I know his quarterback that he traded for got hurt, and like I, I, I know all of it. But still, at the end of the day, teams, other teams around the league score on accident. Tommy DeVito threw three touchdowns last week with an offensive line that's arguably worse than the Jets and worse playmakers. You just can't make this up. So if they lose their job, 
while I'm not sitting up here today and saying that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas need to be fired, it would be an albatross if they aren't. I think both guys are back. I agree. But if the Jets decided to go a different direction, it would be hard to blame them. I don't think so. I think you can make a case for it. Would I do it? Not necessarily. I think they all come back with Rodgers. But they've both made mistakes and are both at fault for this. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 196. I am Matt O'Leary. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show, whether it's audio form or on YouTube. I'll talk to you next time.